Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Uh, welcome to the echo chamber. <laughs> thank you, Professor Medley. Thank you, Gerald. And thank you for joining us here. You're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI as well as on Periscope and Facebook for this uh, Saturday. It's the Mothership Show. It's Saturday. Oh, September. My goodness, is it September 12th already? Holy mackerel. September 12th of 2020. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the palatial radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening there, Mr. Duplicate. Excuse me. Good morning, sir, Mr. Duplicate. Well, good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, I guess it's been a couple of weeks since we've been here on the Saturday morning show. I know. We took last weekend off. Uh, Pleasant good morning to you. We trust your your bagel is buttered on the right side this morning. Uh, You're enjoying a steaming hot cup of joe or a frosty cold glass of OJ. uh, Or OJ sneaking around outside your house, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, John just presented us with some kind of cup. Uh, that is my coffee cup. Oh, it nice and strong too. It, 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 ain't a, it ain't a Diet Mountain Dew, but I guess it's it's gonna have to do if you know what I mean. But welcome aboard. We're here. We're back. We're uh, we've we've been doing our nighttime thing. We took last Saturday off to uh, dust out some of the cobwebs, enjoy the holiday weekend a little bit, and we have two fascinating hours. Hey, John. Hey, what? You know what's back today, don't you? You are a glutton for punishment. That's all <laughs> I, I can tell you. Hour two, baby. John and Ed versus the spread makes a triumphant return. New rules. New rules. More strategery, less cheating by John. We'll talk about it all in hour two. And, and, and obviously more whining for Ed because... <laughs> There's a good possibility... There's a, there's a real good chance. <laughs> oh, so if, of, you, if you didn't hear it, by the way, or if you heard it in duplicate, by the way, the number to call here is 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428 if you want to come in and be a part of the conversation. Um, not because, not from 
pressure from one Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Ken Coons, but we had actually planned to talk a little bit more uh, on the industry or uh, I guess more, not so much about the taxi industry. I wish we could find some, some good news, some something well, to, to pin with the taxi industry John, as opposed to just constantly talking about Uber, 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 Uber. John, let me hit the pause button there on a second. Just to always, we always presume that nobody has heard our last show and probably no one hears this one, but just to catch you up as uh, to, to what uh, John is referencing here, our good pal, our, we love him to pieces. All is forgiven. King Coons come home. Uh, we he he made a couple of comments on the Facebook. We basically uh, we said, look, you feel free to call in. We'll talk about transportation. We don't get that much. We don't have much new stuff to go on, other than sitting here and reporting. Uh, this driver got arrested for rape. This driver, matter of fact, uh, today on RadioTFI.com, you'll see a report out of KCAL out in Los Angeles on a uber driver uh i have the story in front of me and we'll talk about that when we get to it but uh you know when if we find stories of, of of uh interest and it's i understand when somebody has a problem in an uber it's a big story of interest to them but overall uh we all know that that there's a bunch of losers out there driving ubers there's a bunch of losers driving taxis too let's be quite honest with you but yeah. But, but here, you know, here lies the problem. It's no longer news, and that and that's the problem. You're right, John. That is the problem. So, to the Cancuns of the world, anybody out there wants to call and just discuss transportation, discuss what they went through in their transition from a longtime taxi driver to now driving a town car or some other vehicle, or, or you found a different niche in the transportation service. We want to hear about it. We want to talk to you about it. We don't have to talk about politics or anything like that. Uh, look, we all went through our, our transformations. I went through mine. John went through his. We'd love to hear everybody's story. But you got to call that number or you got you to gotta send us a message. You know, we, we've been, we, we pound out the, uh, the, the uh, Twitter account. Uh, if, if you're watching us on one of the services, it's, the phone number and the Twitter account are right down there right in front of us and for those of you listening 754-800-CHAT 754-800-2428 at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter you can visit us at www.radiotfi.com uh, I'll give you an email address that we don't usually put out uh, just because we don't there's no hidden reason radiotfi3 at gmail.com you want to send us a, a, an email we'd be happy to read your email but we are going to be sending us viruses now. But when it, no, you don't just don't open an attachment. Come on now. Everybody knows that. Uh, uh, hey, it's 2020. Do your best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've avoided COVID. I can avoid what you got. But, but we want to put, when it comes to the transportation side, we really, really, really want, we've always wanted other people to participate in this in this endeavor. And we have some, some friends of the show that contact us, uh, whether, whether or not they participate in the actual show or not. Uh, we get, we get tweets from them. We get, we get a heads up. We get ex explanations on some things that are going on. Our, our friends out in California have been very helpful, helping us, uh, 
make our way through something neither one of us truly understands, the whole AB5 thing. And we've had a couple of those guys help us out. And one of them in particular, who we couldn't be, we're polar opposites politically, but, you know, we do share common ground. And while I myself am not, per se, in the transportation business anymore, the for hire transportation business, I left a lot of blood out on that battlefield. I am still very much yes. interested in what's going on. So anyway, that's just, that's just kind of to catch you up on what John's referring to. You don't to. spend, like I said this on Thursday, you don't spend as much time as we have in this business without having, you know, a close tie to it, even though you're not physically uh, physically doing it. Or active. We're so, not active. I'm not active. Actively. So, hey, how about, uh, well, uh, after you get done sucking down your swill there, how about uh, uh, how about some stock reports? Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious, Marie. Yes. Hold on a second. This is your Radio TFI Overlift Transportation Stock Report. Uber closed this week on Friday at $36.98. Up $3.18 from the last time we looked at it. It has gone up, by the way, since uh, three weeks ago. It has gone up uh, $6.15. In the past two weeks, uh, Lyft closed Friday at thirty seventy six, up two and a quarter. Uh, the last time we checked, two weeks ago, it was at twenty eight fifty one. That's gone up uh, four dollars and fifty one cents. So somebody's buying this crap, and that's your stock report for this week. Yeah. Oh well, it, it's it's. It's like I've kind of said all along, and I, I I sometimes wonder even why we why we do it because to be to be brutally honest with you, I I all Uber and Lyft are doing right now are, are riding the waves of the market. Oh sure, they're, they're not really. It isn't like they're making any headway or any uh, uh, anything spectacular one way or or the other if you know what i mean but john for 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 stock market neophytes like you and i it's just the thrill of now this was a bummer when i saw these numbers last night but think think of the thrill we have when we see that it's dropped six dollars that's that's my boy and it's worth it just for that it's worth it just to know that we without question without question within a couple of weeks this thing is going to tank again you know, uh, goes up, must come down. Yeah, but it would have to go up first. I mean, it's uh, look, we've talked about the Uber stocks and Lyft and all that. And it's uh, that it, it was a great, it was a great financial move if you wanted to piss your money away. You could have just torn it up and thrown it into the ocean. You could or, have just given it to us. Or given it to us. We yeah. we will we will spread it out and make sure it gets to the proper place. Just and we'll make sure we'll make sure that. Uh, that's uh, street or um, Streamyard gets uh, Streamyard we'll gets make there. sure that Soundcloud get, gets gotcha. its little. We'll make sure that the uh, Go Daddy, uh, who pump, yeah, Go Daddy, and whoever pumps out the signal from uh, what is it, Citrus? I think is Citrus the, Three, Citrus Three. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah make every, sure they get their little. You know, hey, we'll, we'll spread it around. Uh, yes, this show is appropriately. not this show is not free to produce, but it's look, we 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 do it on a budget. But look, when you send those cards and letters. 
include $10 of that that money you were going to piss away on an Uber Lyft stock. We'll appreciate there it. There you go. <laughs> so, GoFundMe page coming soon. <laughs> oh, please no. Please no. <laughs> I bug the hell out of them every time I say oh, that. Oh, please don't. No, 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 no. I, uh... What do you say? Let, let's, uh, I mentioned the story out in LA. Uh, I, d- I didn't pull the video, uh, the audio on it. It's on the website. There's a whole bunch of videos on the website today um, that we'll be referencing back and forth. But this, uh, an Uber driver was, uh, this is out of Los Angeles. We got this from KCAL, uh, the CBS affiliate out there in Los Angeles. Uh, James Rodas is being held on a million-dollar bail after a woman says he tried to violently attack and rape her during an Uber ride Wednesday morning. Uh, The woman said she hailed the Uber around 4 a.m. Wednesday morning to go to work. Shortly after getting into the car, she said Rodas started asking her about her sex life. Uh, She said Rodas then turned off the Uber app and and told her the ride was free. When she asked him to take her to work, he began driving erratically and thre- threatened to throw her out if she called 911, she told police. It's just, it, it's that was those background checks. Those, those, he didn't get to He didn't get to her, did he? Uh, we're getting there. Uh, now, he drove her to an intersection of Pine and Mini Street, which, of course, I'm not familiar with. Uh... Oh, the woman tried to run, but Rodas placed the victim in a chokehold and strangled her before sexually oh assaulting God. her. A security guard at a nearby business heard her oh, screams yes. and ran over to help, according to the police, and uh, Rodas ran off. Uh, Detective... Detectives said they used security tape, the license plate of the vehicle, and the driver's name on the Uber app to find Rodas. And you know why they did that? Because Uber would never tell them. They, they will not help the police in any of these situations. So, by the way, when you're watching TV or a, a TV show or a movie, I saw something the other day. They said, oh, we can we can call. He, he came here in an Uber. We can get his name and address. No, no, no. That don't happen. Uber will stonewall. You need a warrant. You need, you need a handwritten note from RBG on the Supreme Court to get something out of Uber. And even then, they're going to they're gonna slow walk it. But you, uh, but you said that uh, all they did was basically look at the, at her app to see, right? Her driver was and the information. So that that, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready to give kudos or anything like that. But at least there is that a had place. nothing. To, yeah, well, I mean, it's a little bit. They had the the tag number. Yeah, but you can't track a passenger that way. Well, no, no, I didn't. All right, let me finish the story. Uh, let me finish the story and then we'll... Okay. Uh, okay. Court records show Rodas has a criminal history, including domestic violence with a restraining order against him. And again, we don't need fingerprints and background checks now, do we? No. Uh, oh, get this. What's been described is horrific and something no one should have to experience, Uber's, Uber said in a statement. We stand ready to cooperate with law enforcement and appreciate their swift investigation. Uh, Santa Ana police uh, said that this individual was brazen in his act. I mean, he chased her. He choked her out to where she passed out. 
End of story. Uber, yeah, Uber is... Uh, oh, my God. They're ready to cooperate with law enforcement. Like I said, if you get eight of the nine Supreme Court justices to show up with handwritten notes, that's that's how they uh, well. cooperate with law enforcement. But, hey, but and again, that story is... Uh, the video of that story is currently on RadioTFI.com. Just scroll down, you'll find it. There's a bunch of stuff up there today. We... Uh, we appreciate you taking a look at it and uh, you'll get a little bit more detail of what's going on. John? I, I'm still, it's funny and this isn't obviously not the first time um, and unfortunately it's not going to be the last time but some of the graphic detail of, of stories you know this guy had to have something you know, cuckoo for cocoa puffs, as you like to say here, uh, uh, going on because okay, if you're a sexual, if I were a sexual predator, and my uh, my victim gets out and runs, hey, I'm I'm cutting my losses because at this point in time, Jack, you're in deep enough as it is. Yeah, but that's not how they think. And and it goes back to, if you have an established history of this, a real background check will we'll bring that out. Fingerprints, this, the thing that you and I have gone through, you know, getting fingerprinted every couple fingerprints, of years. Fingerprints, piss tests. That's right. That's right. But, oh, no, as Uber has said, that would be too much of an inconvenience for their drivers. Well, we wouldn't want to inconvenience the drivers now, would we? A burden. That was the word they used to use. I'm sorry. I apologize, kids and kittens. Uh, I, I, I remember the day sitting in the Broward County Commission hearing room and the Uber officials. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. What could possibly go wrong well, if, we, if as, that as driver we, isn't thoroughly vetted? We'd like to participate, but it would be an undue burden. Not all of our drivers. Most of our drivers are full are part-time so for them to get so they when they get there they get there they don't work until they accomplish this end of story you know i've also in in my driving career i've driven in other places other than the the, uh the twin cities yes you have and it it just made me come to think of something in little pissant towns like corpus christi texas and wichita falls texas I had to pass. I had to do background checks on those with fingerprints. That's in those little pissant communities. And this is long before Uber came around. Yeah, well, long before Uber came around. Well, anyway, speaking of Uber, as we are now currently, we also uh, have an interview with our, our favorite, your favorite, Dara the K., with my uh, hero with with julie chatterley of cnn and uh there were a couple of parts of this there was an eight minute uh both parts of this interview are posted on the website uh there was an eight minute chunk which really goes into all just blah uh silliness uh if you want to listen to it again it's there radiotfi.com this one has a little bit more meat into it. This is uh, talking about electric cars. This was a four-minute spot. We broke it down into into three different uh, three different chunks so that we may comment on it. 
I like Trump's. I know you do. Are you ready there, Mr. Shannon? I'm ready. Here we go. Dara Kosfashahi, CEO of Uber. Dara, fantastic to have you on the show. Thank you for getting up so early to talk to us this morning. Happy to be here. Thank Two you. words come to mind, bold and ambitious. The, the closest comparison perhaps I could make is Microsoft, but they have nowhere near your footprint. How are you going to do this? Well, it's going to take a lot of work. Uh, mm. And if you don't start today, then uh, you're losing another day to prevent climate change, which is an incredibly important issue for all of us. Uh, and we decided that we have to take a responsibility uh, and essentially, we're doing it by bringing Uber green, expanding the product uh, all over the world, bringing it to the U.S., uh, and using the power of the consumer to be able to make choices as far as uh, hailing green cars and using that to help drivers on the Uber network make that transition uh, from gas-powered engines to hybrids and ultimately electric. So we plan to be electric. Uh, by all electric and zero emissions by 2030 uh, in major U.S., uh, European, and Canadian cities. And by 2040, we hope to be all electric all over the world. Now, two key, two, two key words he uses there. We plan to be and we hope to be. He doesn't say we will be. Uh, and let's remember the drivers have to buy these vehicles right uh he kind of talks about that in the next in the next little chunk but remember kids and kittens uh show of hands if you can show me one instance where uh any any major executive of uber has told the truth i'll uh <laughs> that's what i <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> I, I i'll come by and i'll give you a foot massage uh, oh no! I, I want to, before you move on there. Well, you don't want to talk about have the foot you, massage. Have what'd you say? You don't want to talk about the foot massage. Uh, yeah, well, I've already tried to erase that out of my mind. Good <laughs> lord! Oh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> one second. He's, he's, oh, he's, okay. He's gargling with scalpies. Yeah. You're going to need something stronger than that, buddy. Thank you. Betcha. Try, uh, <laughs> try, boric try lie. Try boric acid. There you go. Lie. Yeah, there that'll, you go. That'll do it. Uh, do you have, have you happened to uh, take a look at what the cost is for an average, uh, for an average electric car? Uh, it's uh, First off, John, I hate to do this to you. You need to pull your microphone just a little bit closer. We oh, okay. We haven't done that in a long time. You've been very good about it. Uh, My bad. No, you sound perfect now. You sound perfect. Uh, no, but it's more than, you know. <laughs> but, and I'm talking about a new, by the, let's let's say a Nissan Leaf. Yeah. Or a Chevy Volt. Look, if you can find a Chevy Volt. Those things are yeah, tough to find. Yeah, I was going to say, they're not exactly easy to find, are they? No, they're very popular, apparently. And uh, it's, uh, Last time I looked. Well, before we get too deep into this conversation, let's let's continue on. Okay? Because, hey, remember, I got a whole bunch of whoop-ass here after we're done with this. Yeah, so I understand brace that. Brace yourself. We're, we're counting on that. Is it one or two cans of whoop-ass? Shit, I got a six-pack over there, here, you dude. Go. That's my boy. Here we go. But this is a team effort. 
Uh, we need help and we need the infrastructure that is required to go all electric, especially in the large cities of the world. Yeah, I mean, you make the point here. There is no way you are going to achieve this without support from national governments, from local governments. Is this basically Uber throwing down the gauntlet to these governments and saying, look, we want to help the environment, we want to help people individually, but you're going to have to play ball with us too? Well, I think that um, uh, climate is a team sport, right? Any benefit that you get from climate essentially accrues to everybody else. Uh, and if you're going to play a team sport, you've got to be uh, make a contribution. Uh, otherwise, you're not part of the team. And I do think that the investments, we need to continue to make investments uh, to make electric cars cheaper. Uh, we especially, I think, need to focus on going electric, not just for individual car ownership, but especially for fleet ownership, where the cars are used so much more often and one gasoline-powered car that goes electric essentially has five times the beneficial effect of the environment than, let's say, a personally-owned vehicle. We have made progress with personally-owned vehicles, but I do think that we need to make a lot more progress with fleets, and we decided to step up and, de and decide to step up in a big way. So what he's saying there is essentially he's using the, uh, the sports team owner model. Uh, if you want us to stay and play in your city. You have to build us a stadium. Uh, governments don't have to get involved in what a private business does. If you want electric cars, you spend the money and you put them out there. Maybe at some point, uh, the, maybe the government gives you uh, gives the owners of the vehicle, which won't be Uber. And remember, let's let let's let's keep in mind how many billions were pissed away. On self-driving cars, which we all knew was never. We, we don't even hear about that anymore, do we? Really? No, that's that's over. That's over. That's not gonna. Look, well, uh, here's just, here's what I think he was actually talking about with that. To give the devil his due, in this case, uh, I think he was more talking about having more availability towards uh, uh, things like charging stations and what have you, because uh, for you have to realize that. Um, the average Uber driver is still going to put, if he's working full time, is still going to put, you know, upwards of 300, 350 miles on his vehicle a day. Well, we have, we don't have the technology, especially in city driving. Electric cars aren't going that far on a, on a full charge. Right. These and, days. And I agree with you as far as that goes. Uh, and as far as the infrastructure goes, Talk to the nice folks over in London about how that's going, because the city of London invested in charging stations specifically for its taxis. Uh, and as often as not, either people are just parked there or you got the Uber drivers using it to charge up or anybody using. They can't they don't have access to it because other everybody else is using it. Now, you would just have to have general purpose. That becomes an issue. You would need to have recharging stations blah 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 what are what our service our gas stations the purpose they serve now i will say this though well just before i i move on yeah he he's very very you know he's very good at this he, he's very good at the ER stuff um, unlike his predecessor uh but again it's well if we we want everybody else to pay us to pay for this we don't want to do this and, and and besides that we're not going to abide by any rules that we don't like anyway 
So exactly. Now, one thing he says that I fully agree with, I uh, uh, 100% agree with, is fleets. A fleet of cabs is definitely a prime example to use electric. Now, there are a lot of fleets have already gone hybrid. Uh, my old company was, oh, I don't know, well, depending on how many cars they have left, but that was their big push. It was all, it was, they were going almost completely computer, uh, Toyota Prius, uh, which, you know, which was all fine and well, uh, fuel efficient vehicles. Uh, going all electric is a whole different thing, but yes, a fleet where you know you're going to put 150, 200 miles a day on a vehicle. Well, you're being conservative. Well, it depends on where you are, you know. Uh, you might be able to get away with that in New York City. Maybe. And anyway, let just it, it doesn't matter what the number is. High mileage, more than a personal car. I agree with him on that. That uh, personal vehicles are just, you know, that's a whole different. You, you buy a, a Chevy Leaf and you feel good about yourself, but you're not, you're barely making a dent. You get a fleet of cars of 500 cars or 1,000 cars. You take all those gas guzzlers off the road. Look, 10, 15 years, 10 years ago, I was investigating going uh, with hydrogen. I found out I could convert a car for under $1,000, a, a Crown Vic. Really? The only problem was I had no place to fuel them up. Have you ever looked at propane, by the way? Well, I'm not looking at anything right now. But Well, I mean, had you at any, at any no, time? No, no. Hydrogen was ideal. Because the only exhaust is water. That's the only byproduct. So the only places in Broward County at the time were places uh, that were, were county for county vehicles. You couldn't get in. Uh, and even if I could use them, they were so far out of the way. Uh, but yeah, I was looking at hydrogen. I, would, I was looking at alternatives. But again, if there's no place to fuel them... There, it, but yes, uh, fleets are definitely something to look at. But again, Uber doesn't own these cars. Uber will never own these cars. So everything he says is a falsehood and a lie. It's all going to be put on the drivers. And remember, they're they're making no concrete plans. They're they're kind of willy nilly and you know leaving themselves lots of wiggle room. Let's let's finish this up. You said the onus is on customers here too. I mean, they'll pay, I believe, a dollar extra more per ride if they're going green. Half of that will go to the driver. There's a supplement, a further $1 to the driver for, for being green already. At least in the transition phase, do people simply have to wait longer, perhaps, to, to get a car to them if they want to be kinder to the environment? Is that part of the sacrifice? Well. Uh, it is. It is. And and we've seen the evidence in Europe that consumers are willing to wait longer. And if consumer demand comes in for green, Uber green, then essentially the drivers will see the incremental demand come in. They will see the incremental earnings opportunity in going hybrid and ultimately going electric. And the fleets will move over. If you want to make big moves in the environment, you have to create market economies that incentivize those big moves into electric. And what we're creating with Uber Green is an incentive for users to essentially vote with, with their time. Uh, and we think that as the users vote with their time and go green, the fleet and drivers are going to respond because honestly, the earnings opportunities are going to be higher with electric. Uh, we've seen this work in Europe. 
uh, and we think it's time to roll this out all around the world. And that's the end of that interview, but he doesn't oh mention Oh my god. He doesn't mention it there, at least I don't remember him mentioning it. Part of the, this this dollar a holler thing, half of that goes to the driver. The other half goes yeah. to to some imaginary fund of uh, you know, God save the environment or something. Um that they're going to set up. So again, the dri- the driver loses. The driver has to go further because people are willing to wait. You know, uh, and we all know in the transportation bit for hire taxi cab business. What's your enemy? Time, 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 time. You can only not, do so many rides. That's right. Within an hour's time. If if you're not if that if that meter's not ticking, then there's you're you're done. So every minute you have to spend going to find somebody that you're going to make maybe an extra 50 cents on. I don't know. Maybe the, the base rate will be higher. But I, you know. Uh, the driver's not going to see any of that, though. No, he's going to lose it in time. Exactly. You, you lose. I mean, though, obviously, there'll be instances where you're right around the corner. You're right there. But overall, look, in a in a normal taxi environment, Look, you've got your big city, your urban centers, where you do a lot of flag work. Of course, Uber doesn't do flag work. But speaking of taxis, at, at least, at least what they're talking. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. They don't. <laughs> shh. That's between you and me. So, uh, but we we're all accustomed to having to drive four or five minutes to pick up a dispatch call, you know, and that's kind of accepted. You you know you're going to have to burn a little fuel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, but Uber's going to be asking people to spend forty, fifty thousand dollars on all electric vehicles eventually. Again, they plan to. They're they're hoping to. Dude, I can't get by on your plans and your hopes. Okay, you might as well just give me cotton candy. Because that doesn't work. That doesn't help me. I need to know if I'm going to invest. Uh that kind of dough into a car. Now, I'm not a mechanic. Obviously, in an electric vehicle, uh, you're not going to have the wear and tear on the parts, I suppose. Okay? You don't have the gears. You don't have... I well, personally... I think you're still having... I think you still have gears. It's just... it's Everything's powered by battery. Uh, and as I, I've heard... I'm not going to... I don't heard, know. Um... Uh, as I've heard on this, these batteries aren't exactly, uh, at least the technology of them today uh, is not there to support the type of miles that we're talking about to sustain sustain that. Maybe in 2030, maybe 24. I think by 2040, 99% of the world is going to be on electric cars, to be honest with you, because the technology oh. will improve. Oh, I don't doubt it. But by 2040... Hell, by next year, Dara the K is going to be gone. He's not going to be around with Uber. Look, he's he's trying to get him through a rough patch here. He's got his dough, and uh, and and uh, and let and let's talk about something else here. As far as as far as Uber is concerned, now this is has nothing to do about with electric cars. But I was sitting there killing a little bit of time. Um, 
yesterday and I thought, cause I saw, and I saw somebody get into an Uber in front of where I was parked. Okay. You know, it happens all the time. So I went into the Uber app, into the back, the consumer app. I wanted to see how much from where I was, it would cost to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. $68 for Uber X. And what would it be in a cab? Uh, it, well, if you use the 1010 taxi model, which is $2 a mile, it would have been around $30. Wow. Otherwise, it would have um, regular taxi, probably about 45 Wow, that's a difference. By the way, uh, before I forget, also there's another story we have posted on the website from from uh, the ABC radio network down in down under in beautiful Australia. Uh, they can get ABC down there. It's a different that's, ama- a- that's amazing. They can get ABC down there. It's a different ABC, you goon. Uh, <laughs> I gotta find it now. Uh, yeah, it's by a gentleman gentleman by the name of uh, Philip Adams has been doing this show like forever. But he, he has a conversation with uh, somebody there. Uh, Uber gets uh, gets a bloody nose in California. It's it, it's a it's a very fast seventeen minute listen. Obviously, we could we can't play the whole thing on the show here, but by all means, go to the uh, go to the website and take a listen to this. There's a link directly to it, and uh, very 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 interesting conversation to be sure. I listened to it last night, trying to see what hey, I can pull out of it. I got to cut you off for just a second. righty. This is something that I don't think has happened since we've been doing this show live, especially since we've been doing it through the uh, expanded social media presence. Oh, boy. But my lovely Granny Annie is actually listening to us right now. Stop. Hello, Granny I, Annie. I, the lovely, I wouldn't kid you about that. The lovely, talented, and superwoman Granny Annie, because not only has she beaten COVID and everything else that's going on, but she puts up with this goon. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to have you. Now I got stage fright. Now I, I got to watch what I say. You better march, watch this your is, P's and Q's there, Sunshine. This is why I like to pretend nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the well, just because they have us on doesn't necessarily mean they're listening. Well, there's that's yeah, you, know, there's, you know the whole background noise. Yeah, you know we just keep we're just keeping the cat company. <laughs> All right, uh, you got anything else you want to go with here or? What I thought you were going to play a clip from? No, no, no. I don't have any oh. clips. I, I'm just oh. pointing people towards towards the website. Again, it okay. was a 17 minute interview, 17 minute segment, and I'll be quite honest, I didn't feel there was anything. It's not that it wasn't clip worthy. I wanted to have the full. It's better if you listen to the full thing. Okay. In, in context, and and it's just a lovely. It really is a very good. It is what we should aspire to be. As broadcasters, John, we uh, well we bite by comparison, but we got something he doesn't. We we get we got Granny Annie as a listener, so that's right. Damn that's it, right. don't forget it. That's right. So l- let me let me go ahead and expand on that uh, when I was talking about the uh, the whole price of a of an Uber X sixty eight dollars to get to the airport from a particular area, yes. and you know what the best part about that is is that a smart cab driver actually could get a passenger there even cheaper because Uber's recommendation basically takes 
the passenger out and around on on the freeway and and back mm -hmm. and uh, it, it's basically a log haul now I, hey cab drivers have done it taken this route too oh sure but i can i can i can get from it's from the university of minnesota area which kind of sits i've been there pardon me i've been i stayed at a hotel there oh did you yeah the one time i was in when I went to a football game there, I, talk, I talked about Oh, the this. one next to the state or the one that's uh, on the campus there, not too far away from the stadium. It was a straight shot down the street. Right. Straight yeah. shot down the street. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Uh, that's no longer that, that it's no longer the hotel's still there, but now they got light rail crossing the bridge. So that's no longer open to, you have to go zip, 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 zip and around to get uh, to that now. Instead, it, it was 20 some odd years ago, John. Okay. Okay, I get you. But <laughs> my point in this is is that Oh, is there a because, point? <laughs> oh. You know, you could you could be replaced by a flock of sheep too. <sighs> I just want hey, you to realize hey that. now. Where men are men and sheep are nervous. That's right. Um think about that one. Because because of right now. Right now because ooh, there Uber drivers, at least in the Twin Cities, I can't speak for other parts of the country, but in the Twin Cities, Uber drivers are dropping like flies. Part of them are afraid afraid of the whole COVID thing still. Part of them are finally realizing, you know, hey, I'm putting, you know, I'm putting 70, 80,000 miles a, a, a year on my car and I'm not getting jack squat for it. So, the demand, uh, the demand is is far. The demand for rides, not necessarily Uber rides. The demand, the demand for rides. But you see, this is a whole generation. You're talking about college kids around the University of Minnesota. They are, they don't know anything other than Uber. Hmm. And I think if the taxi industry. This is an opportune time for the taxi industry, the ones at least who have who are relying on other sources uh, of income. You know, the, just about every taxi company in the Twin Cities is doing some sort of other side work, whether it be sure. medical transportation, school transportation, whatever. This is the time to jump back in the race right now. You could jump in, and I use this 1010 taxi model, $10 minimum for the first five miles, $2 a mile thereafter. And advertise that. Advertise it, promote it, get it out there, get it out there for the masses. You could, and then attach a reliable app to it. At least for the locals, you could bury Uber and Lyft with this. You can't help for what's happening as far as people who are traveling from city to city. I, you know, yeah, one one app does it all for for the people that are not the locals. But I, I totally get that. But right now, for the local business, you could bury Uber right now if you went in and you actually undercut them at a rate that is still sustainable. And I don't understand. I don't see why more cab companies aren't embracing this whole idea. You know, 
maybe maybe the drivers maybe the drivers are trying to recoup law i get that whole thing but this is still this is still a market driven economy mm-hmm. and right and and uber came in there their their last memory of uber was you know was oh it was cheap that's a lot cheaper than a cab not the case anymore folks especially now when a cost of an Uber to get from a college campus to the airport is more than double than what you could spend in a cab, uh, it is uh, it's a no brainer. And you need and the taxi industry, the local transportation industry, whatever you want to call yourself, should exploit this to the nines. Yep. And, and I don't see I don't see any move towards doing it. Well, and look, cab companies are the other part of that interview that we didn't talk about. I listened to last night, and if you go to the and find it, whether on Twitter or our place, during the interview at three minutes and seven seconds in, Dara the case refers to technology-based earning opportunities. And I, and I replied with, this is the same BS Uber has been pushing for years. I suppose when taxis use radios for dispatch, that was based on technology. No. Radio, app, web, or two cups with a string, it's all the same, a four higher dispatch system. But they've got people convinced that this is all technology-based. It's not. It is a taxi cab. It is a taxi cab. And that is the single biggest hurdle. People don't know that virtually every cab company now offers an app. And we can, you know, you can do it that way. Uh, and let's face it, some cab companies don't do themselves any favors. No. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here. I've never claimed that the taxing industry, you know, in Toto was fantastic. There's a lot of goofballs and goons and thieves and taxi companies that, you know, will will swap out tires on a car, will buy one set of new tires and send their 12 cars in for inspection, all the while swapping the tires out in between cars. You know. Oh, you've heard of that too, huh? Heard of it. I know somebody <laughs> that did it. Are you kidding me? A matter of His fact, initials what, are EVN. No, 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 no. Matter <laughs> no, of fact, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. <laughs> very quick side story here. When we bought our, our small cab company, our independent cab company, uh, we had inspection coming up and we started out with 11 cabs and the drivers were shocked because inspection was coming up and we put fresh rubber on everything. Man, no, they never did that before. We'd have to come back and, you know, and, and the old people would swap out lights and, uh, you know, just basically they had one good car and they put all the parts on every other car. No, 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 no. We're doing this right and we're, uh, you know, Everybody's entitled to a safe ride, so you know I'll I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you something, man. I and I remember those days myself. I and mean, I remember when they were basically assembling their own cars from different. Oh. He, you know the old remember the old song one piece at a time. Oh, the Frank. We had a Frankenstein car. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I I I honestly I know the guy that owned it. We wound up taking control of the permit later, but this thing was no joke 
there were, I believe, four or five different cars in there. It was at the point where the VIN number, which you base the year on, mm-hmm. uh, let's say that was a 2004. Okay, let's say the VIN number, you know, said it was a 2004. That was the only 2004 part on the car was the VIN number. Everything else was 2002, 2003, 2000, you know. And you could see the car. If you looked at the car, the front and the back were... Com- <laughs> By the was- time we were done, the title weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I distinctly remember when, when we got control of the that permit, the general manager of the company said, Oh, and by the way, regarding permits, so-and-so, we said, look, we don't want that car either. <laughs> we're, not touching, we're not touching that. We're going we're gonna to replace the car. He said, good, because we're not, I don't know why we let that happen, but we did. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Frankenstein, that car was known far and wide in Broward County. And, there, I, I, you know, I, I feel sorry for the guy because he's since, he's since passed away. But there was a guy that was, he owned his own cab, and he let me drive it. Uh, one time this is when i was still picking up a little bit of extra work uh, beside my normal shift my normal shift and he let me drive his cab and this guy he was a big guy and i swear to god his seat on his side leaned so far back oh yeah oh yeah oh he had to actually have a rope tied to support the seat i, br- I saw that on an old chevy impala that was what the kind of car he had. I'll, I'll no for, kidding. I can tell you there was cab number 951. The name, uh, the guy who drove it was Dick Lutzer. Big Dick, he, he was known as. Uh, he, he he embraced the name. He uh, he was a jerk. Uh, but yeah, he would drive, he drove around for about a week or so. And this was the old uh, bench seat. And he was huge. He was huge, huge. And of course, the thing broke, and he had he had it rope tied off with rope on the uh, a a column there. That that column between the front and the back door, but uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I want to get away from this for a second. Uh, there's we're we're gonna get into the political stuff later, but I I, I came across this video, and I'm gonna play the the audio for you. I know we're doing a bad turn here. I'm not playing it though, and. Uh, this we're going to listen to Harvey Hafta. He's a 95 year old World War II vet. And uh, please, please pay take a listen to what he has to say. It's near the end. I just I, I wet my pants every time. Anyway, I'm going to wet my pants. My name is Harvey Hafta. I served World War II in PT Boat Squadron 33 in the Pacific. During my time in the Pacific, my squadron commander was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor. The commander of PT Boat 489 received the Navy Cross, and the rest of the crew received the Silver Star. That's the losers, and that's the the crud our president is talking about. Boy, is he a loser. What has he done other than screw up? And that's exactly what we call them in the Navy, a foul up, top to bottom. He can't insult us and get away with that kind of nonsense. 
Who does he think he is, that draft dodger? He's a coward, and I call him so to his face. I wish he were here right now. I'm five foot six. I weigh 135 pounds, soaking wet, and I challenge him any way he wants. Pistols, swords, fists, any way he wants. For that kind of an insult, I won't stand for it. And neither will any other service person. Who does he think he is? Whatever chance he had of getting a vote for me is gone. I want somebody who's calm, quiet, and not a loud mouth. An empty barrel. I want Joe Biden. That's it. Thank you, folks. Bye. God bless we need to army. figure out something here before we do these things, even before the top of the hour break. <laughs> we need to find a way to kind of ease into it. I mean, we just spent the last uh, uh, 50 minutes or about 45 minutes talking about the uh, about the industry. And all of a sudden, you want to talk about an, a, a, a emergency bat turn? I, that I, was an emergency spin out about five times around, man. Yeah. We got to yeah, figure I, that out. Yeah. Seriously. I, I, I understand that. But I've been looking at it here. And, and look, the video is a hoot and a holler. Uh, this Harvey, he's uh, but well, just, they they don't but, call it the the greatest generation for nothing. But just when he says I'm 135 pounds soaking wet, it just <laughs> empty barrel. I was called an empty barrel as a kid. <laughs> he be he he be kicking Orange Boy's ass. <laughs> oh, I, I'll tell you what, there's no doubt in my mind that he, that he could do it and. Uh, it, it's it's just such a uh, God bless him. Ninety five years old. The fact, you know, he survived World War Two and and all that, and you know, it, it, but it's just you can feel the rage in him, like the nerve of you. You you you. Uh, he, he doesn't hide it, he, but you know, every now and again, it, it again. I wanted to make sure I got that in before we, you know, in the next hour. Before we go into our tomfoolery that is... uh, Right. Uh, We we got football to talk about, and then we're going to be... uh, uh, And and all that. So, you know, I just wanted to get Harvey in there. I just wanted to get Harvey in there. You know, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned it. I think we got a little bit of time here yet. We got a couple. So this morning, uh, this morning I stumbled across a, uh, a Tom, or excuse me, a, a bucket head. Uh, segment, Sean Hannity, uh, and of course he's talking. You know, Joe Biden is just sleepy. Joe, you know, they're all picking up on on Trump's uh, right. uh, references to Biden and whatnot. But he made a good point on this. It would be nice to have a president who didn't wasn't making headlines every freaking day. Just yeah. somebody yeah. that's just scared. Just steady the rudder. Just steady the rudder. That's you all. know. I mean, it's so. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I said this the other day when I, we we were doing our uh, our Cancun's diatribe. You know, I, when I put out the offer of, uh, you know, look, I'll, I'll give back everything uh, if those folks would just own the tape thing. But again, it's one, two, three, four different things every day. Every day, it has been an exhausting four years. Exhausting. It really has. It really has. And, and and all things aside, no matter which side you're on, it's like enough already. Go, just go. 
Sit in the Oval I can't. Office. I can't wait for this election to be to be over. To tell you God the truth, gravy. I mean, God for God forbid, if Trump wins the elections or wins the election, I I think that we've already been primed to tell you the truth. Tell you what, let, let's light let's lighten the mood just a little bit more before we go out, because uh, we we have our newest correspondent, the buttercream dream. Dropped us a little something. Oh, you'd know the buttercream dream. Donald Trump, listen here real quick, you twisted totalitarian, two-faced, tyrannical troll, tirelessly trying to tout toxic trash, you tacky taint. I seen today that your tag team partner, the Korean killer, the chubby-cheeked, cherubic Chernobyl of Chonan, Kim Jong-un, is in good health, which I know means a lot to you since you used his love letters to learn how to read by candlelight while choking yourself with a belt and having an unpaid intern whip your back in the Reagan library during feeding hours. I sure am glad your torturous dictator pen pal is feeling okay. That must make you feel better since I know it's been weighing on you that your downplayment of the coronavirus has resulted in the pointless deaths of hundreds of thousands of American lives. American! You remember that word, don't you? It's the people you were supposed to protect and lead. You think soldiers are losers. You think the American people are stupid, but... At least a supreme leader who executed his uncle writes me letters and tells me how smooth my stinky orange ding-dong is. <laughs> the buttercream dream would like to challenge you right now, Donnie, to an I Quit match on November 3rd, 2020 at ballot boxes across America. And just like you've been doing with your presidency the past four years, I'm going to mail it in! <laughs> and again oh, that, that that video is available on the website and uh the video just adds to it, 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 it it's, this guy is fantastic he's uh oh my gotta learn how to put those videos on the uh on the old uh stream for those who are actually watching us on the scope and on well, the uh well, we can do on it facebook we can do it if we want to but uh Oh. oh, by the way, speaking of speaking of Facebook here, if you didn't notice, I actually we actually put up another outlet on Facebook other than my personal uh, site or my personal uh, news feed, if you will. We have opened up a feed, a page, Radio TFI. Uh, not only for this show, but basically anything else exciting that's happening on Radio TFI and. Which would be the believe show. it or not, there are things that are pretty exciting on Radio TF. Oh, we just got the, we just got done with the Labor Day uh, weekend here. Uh, ninety five was it ninety five or ninety six hours of straight music? Uh, the barring was... that little gaff that we had, <laughs> ninety five hours A to Z. It was uh, uh, you got so, ten you got ten seconds, son. I do well in that case. Hey. Check us out there. If uh, nothing else, we'll have all kinds of news and other stuff on that particular feed. We're just wall-to-wall radio. See you next uh, hour here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI.
found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to Where are all the real men nowadays? You know what happened to going out into your garage and jacking up your big-ass truck and crawling underneath of it and having a heart attack because you never told anybody you loved them for 50 years? Hey, Mom. No, no, I'm okay. Hey, listen, did Dad say anything about me? Just bear with me a second. I got to do a really bad job of backing this big-ass truck up into this parking spot. That's my parking spot. I was going to back in. No, no, if I don't back in, then the other trucks will think I'm weak. Hey, Dad, it's me just leaving you another voicemail. Just wanted to let you know I'm working real hard at trying to live the dreams you had for me. So just call me back. I love you. Call me back. Essential oils. What the hell is that? 10W30. But seriously, my wife will not stop selling these essential oils. And I found that if you take a little bit of peppermint oil and just put it right here before you go to sleep, it helps me forget that my dad never said he loved me. Every time somebody backs their big ass truck into a parking spot, a trailer hitch gets its nuts. As far as I'm concerned, there's only two genders, automatic and semi-automatic. Sometimes I feel like a Chevrolet man in a Ford pickup. My pronoun is alpha. What's yours? Beta. Generation X, Generation Z, Gen Y, LMNOP. I don't give a damn what letters you use because I call them like I see them. Generation butt hurt. The only climate change I believe in is with a thermostat. Because I'm dad and I pay the bills around here. Spitting hot takes ain't a personality, but I wish it was. Some company said something I don't like. Well, I'll show them. Yeah, give me three of whatever your most flammable product is. Because I'm going to smash them on camera. My card number is three, seven. Two, new ideas scare me. Alrighty then. I, I am not 100% sure what the what all that was all about, but... Uh, that was... <laughs> that was our uh, opposition correspondent with a special truck rants. I'm sorry, oh. John. I, I stepped on your intro. Well, <laughs> that's all right. What else? It's what you do. It's what you do best. So welcome back here to hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, the mothership, if you will. Oh, my God. <laughs> For those of you uh, listening as opposed to uh, uh, watching us here, Ed just slipped on his Miami Dolphins cap. Looks like he's owned it since 1984 here. <laughs> 
Oh, I got the one that I got the old one. This is the new one. That can't be the new one. Oh, I bought it last year. Huh. Doesn't have see? the official Dolphins logo on it. Sure it does. It doesn't have the streamlined it doesn't have the streamlined dolphin on it. No, it doesn't. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> you got old I like product it that under. way. I bought it more for the hat than which logo it had. Just just to keep you just to keep your head from burning in the sun? It's a dolphin's cap. It was the only one I could find. I see. I understand. I'm in New I'm York, C- I'm in New York City. It's not exactly like they're uh, in abundance. It isn't a hotbed for Dolphins football. Yes, I, I, not I get exactly. That. Not exactly. So welcome aboard once again from the uh, Northern Command studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And sporting his uh, Dolphins cap, which was from the era about 1984 or so. Uh, Bob Greasy era. There you go. Nothing wrong with old Greasy Bob. Don Strzok, David Woodley, Woodstrock. <laughs> that they they used to platoon those two quarterbacks back in the day after after seventy two. Oh, anyway. it is Mr. Red Van Ness, and once again, good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We are so so excited right now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for John to light the fuse here. We got a lot coming up. Oh, it's going to be fine. Oh, it's, he uh, is such a glutton for punishment. Such a glutton for punishment. Are we ready? Oh, you want to get right into this, oh, huh, don't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. This is oh, the first. my. This is my the, uh, goodness. This is the kickoff. We've been talking about Trump all summer long. I need a break. Well, you know, you do have a point there, my friend. And you know what I found you, this morning? You indeed morning? have a point. You know what I found? What's that? In, you know what I found and printed up? My script. <laughs> well, let her roll, I guess. And, and you know what is still in the script? I just realized. The fact that you're going to lose your ass again this year? <laughs> no, procrastination is still there instead of prognostication. <laughs> oh, you're a hoot. I ain't going through that this year. I think I'm spelling it right. What do you say, well, John? You can recognize it. Uh, that's yeah. all that matters. All right, kids and kittens, here we go. The, the the segment we weren't sure was coming back this year. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, sideline to sideline, Shannon and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Extra points can be earned by going for it with two or three point conversions. If you have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, it's... John and Ed versus the spread. How are we, everybody? Oh, it's so good to be back. And you know what I don't have in front of me? Your picks. I don't have any picks in front of me. So, so John, just oh. babble on there for a second, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I should have had all and this. And he said, he calls me unprepared. I swear to God, he does. <laughs> Would you like me to read you your picks? 
Because no, I have no. them saved. No, 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 that's fine. I'll, uh, I, I have them. I have okay. them. Okay. I, I just have as, to find As he's them. dialing through trying to find the page on his computer. So as, he's got as, as I'm 20 fumbling, different screens open. As I'm fumbling around here, let's let's talk a little bit about, about what's new for this year. Uh, what's new for this year is we're not, we're not going to be so much wins and losses, but points. So if you pick a game correctly, you will earn one point. So you can pick up a, a three points a week. Now, so to clarify, just, just so I, this was something in the rules. I'm clarifying here. If if your uh, if your team, uh, if you pick a team that's a three point favorite or dog for that matter, and the spread is three points, you are still you still get the point for that particular right. game. Right. It's got nothing to do with the number of points. So if you just we pick like we've been picking for years. Okay. And uh, you win or lose. Now, if you're feeling an, if you're feeling a little, you know, you need some points. You're feeling lucky. Uh, oh. If you're feeling lucky, or if you feel like John's been cheating again, you can go once a week. You can attempt a two-point conversion. What that means is that you have to pick a favorite, and we double the points. If it's a ten, if it's a ten-point favorite, it becomes twenty. And then you'll get two points if you will. But you have to pick a favorite. You can't pick an underdog. And it's a minimum of 13.5 points. Two touchdowns, essentially. Uh, same thing, there's the three-point conversion. If you're really feeling like you got something going on, and you really feel like a team is going to destroy, or you really need those points because John is cheating, you can go for the three-point conversion, which means you triple the point spread with a minimum of 20.5 points. And we'll, we'll explain that more as we go along as it comes into play, but it should add a little bit more strategy and give certain people the opportunity to weasel their way to the championships they so truly deserve. Uh, last year through... Keyword uh, being weasel. Last year through, uh, through deceit and, mis and misdirection, John managed to eke out a victory and he is currently well. We we lost. Uh, we 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 sent the sippy cup to him. The 2019 Gilchrist Memorial Sippy Cup. Whether it got there or not, we really don't know. We don't. That's not our responsibility. So let's uh, let's kick off 2020 before it comes back and kicks us. Hopefully, we'll get a full season. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I am just thoroughly surprised that we're at week one. Thoroughly surprised. So we're going to start with John. John, what, what's your first pick this week? My first pick actually is going to be the late Sunday game uh, where the Cowboys are uh, going to that brand new palatial stadium in the Los Angeles uh, metropolitan area. That's, that is correct. We even know what the name of that stadium is. Uh, SoFi, I believe it is. I okay. Believe it, I believe it's SoFi. Anyways, the, the Cowboys are three points favorites uh, in that. Personally, I think that the Lambs are going to be so fired up, so jacked up to be in their new stadium, it's going to be enough of a high to push them over the line, and I'm picking the Rams giving up three points. No, you're, you're getting three points. Or getting three points. You're getting me. three points. 
Hey, so, I gotta get back in the groove here. God, I understand. I understand. We're gonna we're gonna have our moments. All right, my first pick. Uh, while they're not playing in their brand new stadium this week, it's, they have a brand new name. It's the Las Vegas Raiders. They visit as Carolina. opposed to the Vegas Raiders. It is the Las. It Vegas is the Las Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Yes, the hockey team is just Vegas. This is Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders go into Carolina, who are without Cam Newton. Uh, I, who's their quarterback? Oh God, that that was a whole big thing too. But anyway, the Raiders are road road favorites. Road favorites. Um, minus three. So we're taking the Raiders, giving up three points. Just win, baby. John? So, of course, you know damn well I'm going to have to throw my Vikings into this mix. Yeah, you are. Of course. So the Vikings uh, are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the dreaded Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings, giving up. And a half points. Now, as we move into the NFC South, my second pick. This ought to be a game and a half. You got them newly revived Tampa Bay Buccaneers with what's his name? That old old guy quarterback. Uh, oh, Tom Brady. The Brady bunch. Yeah, him and Gronkowski make a trip to New Orleans to visit Drew Brees and. Uh, they're three-and-a-half-point road dogs, and I like that. I'm, I'm taking Tampa and getting three-and-a-half points on that game, uh, mainly because I'm just so happy they're out of the AFC East and I don't have to deal with Brady anymore. <laughs> John. <laughs> okay, last but not least for me. I took, away, I, took, I took away Ed's thunder Durr. here. So the... Miami Dolphins are going into New England, a New England that does not have Gronkowski anymore, Mm-mm. and Tom Brady. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. they're still six and a half point dogs to the Patriots. We're not going to talk. We're not going to worry about weather in New England at this point in time. Nope. So that's not going to be a factor, I don't believe. Cam Newton might, uh, but well. But anyways, I'm going Cam Newton. I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Dolphins on that. Yeah, you are. Giving or getting six and a half points. Right, it's a good choice on, on, on your part. Now, uh, Tua, and I can't pronounce his last name yet, our new quarterback, he won't be starting. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be, who seems to be plenty amped up. He understands his role, that this is not a forever gig for him. He's, he's on his way out anyway. But he played like a madman last year, and a lot of folks are picking the Dolphins to do very well this year. And... And I hope so. I hope so. New, uh, not new coach, second-year coach, Brian, Brian Flores. Uh, I, I think, I think we finally, I think we finally put it together. Let's hope so. And finally, rounding out the week, uh, it is them Cleveland Browns visiting Baltimore. Uh, they are seven and a half point uh, underdogs. I like. I pick Cleveland a lot. Even when I, I don't do it on the show for my personal picks, I pick Cleveland a lot. And, and I'm doing it again to start the week, I to start the season. I'm taking them seven and a half points. I know Baltimore's probably going to run all over them. But then again, Baltimore's not what they used to be anymore. So so there you have it, kids and kittens. Uh, well, uh, none, neither one of us opted to go for a bonus point this week. 
which is, you know, that's fine. We don't need them yet. But we do have them available to us every week. Uh, but there's no swapping out games this year. Okay. There's no swapping out a game. So you pick your three games. You either go for the extra points or you don't. So that's where we have it. We I, I truly expect this to get a little bit more interesting. Strategery as the season goes on. As John tries to cheat and weasel his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through, the, yeah. through this thing. So that's Open gonna... up another box of wine. You've <laughs> run out of the last one. <laughs> So that's going to do it for this week. Boy, we knocked that out pretty fast. Uh, well, it's kind of nice when we've got it already. You know, I've already got, uh, I don't think you can see my phone screen on your uh, computer, no. but I got your picks and my picks. Right. So I can actually play along at home and don't have to add. What did you pick again for that game? Or what yeah. did I pick for well, that game? We're actually doing it the right way now. We're doing it. We're picking them the night before. Yeah, there you, there you go. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's wrap this up. We're back. It's back. John and Ed versus the Spread 2020 edition. This is the first of what we trust. This will go straight through to the Super Bowl. And uh, and I fully expect to win this year's championship. So that's going to do it for us. We'll be talking. We'll talk a little bit about it Monday night, but we'll save all the good stuff for next Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, thank you for your time. And so, there you go. While we're while we're we're talking about football, uh, I'm I'm kind of excited about having this. Uh, well, he takes his hat off now. Segment's over. What's the matter? Come on, you fair weather fan here. Now you take the hat off. Segment is over. Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting season. First off, especially for us doing these picks because. There was no preseason. There was no. limited uh, limited practice time, uh, as opposed to prior years. We really don't know any of these teams from no. Adam Mm-mm. right now. So this is this is going to be a couple an interesting at least couple or three weeks here. Uh, who who knows? You know, uh, when this is all said and done, uh, the. Uh, the Cleveland Browns or the Las Vegas Raiders could be three and zero. The Raiders. So I, 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 mean, I make I'm look. I still think Vegas is in general is a cesspool, but uh, I am kind of happy that uh, that they got a they got a team they got a new hello. stadium out there. Hello, caller. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Well, I'm doing just fine. Do we know who this gentleman is? It's your pal, Rolando. Oh, I didn't recognize him. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Hey, that's all right. Been a while, but I just had a call in after listening to your great pick segment. Thank you. About time we talk something else than the orange turd. There you go. Thank God. Uh, Rolando, turn, turn, turn off your radio. We can hear it in the background or your computer or your phone or whatever it is you're listening to us on. Thank you, pal. So anyway, as for John, you Homer, the Vikings aren't going to win this weekend. They don't even have Danielle Hunter for like, what, three games? Sorry to say, I think the Cheeseheads are going to win. This is a team sport. (laughs) And as far as Ed's picks, you know, we got two old men going at it, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. But that's right. 
Grog, he'll, Grog's going to injure a hay nail or something. He'll oh. be out halfway through the game. Yeah, no question about it. So. But, but they still pose a threat. I mean, just stepping on the field, okay, poses All a right. threat at the start of the game. Brady and Gronk. Yeah, they're old, but there's but they're not. Look, Brady's not walking around with his gut hanging out over his belt, okay? The the guy is still no. in some kind hey, of shape. <laughs> Got to give him props. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. just I'm just glad he's out of my division. That's my single biggest thing. He's I don't have to see him twice a year anymore. Thank God. Yeah. I'd like for you. Yeah. But anyway, guys, well, I commend you on your support of Miami. I think they're going to have a better year this year. I've been following and, uh, the Dolphins since, since 84. So I hope they somehow pull the upset, but I'm not counting on it. Easy. Easy. I have to tell you the truth. I, I think, you know, they're six point six and a half point dog. I think they're going to win the game outright, to tell you the truth. Hope so. Look, Rolando, what, but, you have, uh, what you have to understand is that we used to beat New England with Brady and Gronkowski. Okay, right. It's a, it's a division game. You, ne- you know that's really you see this team twice a year. You live and die for these games. It's just like you guys, you know, against the Packers or the Lions or uh, or the Bears. The Bears. Bears. The Bears. Right. We're stuck. So with anyway, Jeff. Well, great job. I'm just happy to listen to something else. Get my mind <laughs> off uh, our current situation. Well, you have okay. a wonderful day, guys. We're, stay tuned. We're going into that current situation right now. <laughs> no. All right. See you later, Orlando. Take Thanks care, guys. Later. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling in, man. So we got we got at least one fan of uh, John and Ed versus this spread. That's right. You know. that hey, is, that's, uh... that's better than we had last year. It's one more than we thought we had. All right, what do you say we get into uh let let's start uh, let's start with the big news during the week. That was the Trump tapes. What do you say? What do you say? Well, let's yeah. see it. Let's uh let's roll out the puke fest here. Okay, so uh All right, so the first one that came out was from a particularly wonderful day in February, which I want once again I want I'd like to thank all the news people for mentioning my birthday like a thousand times. But this is from February 7th with Trump talking on the phone to Bob Woodward. And so what was uh, President Xi saying yesterday? Well, we were talking mostly about the uh, the virus. And I think he's going to have it in good shape. But, you know, it's a very tricky situation. It's uh, Indeed it, goes, it, it goes through air, Bob. That's always tougher than the touch. You know, the touch, you don't have to touch things, right? But the air, you just breathe the air. That's how it's uh, passed. And so that's a very tricky one. That's a very delicate one. Uh, it's also more deadly than your, you know, your even your strenuous flus. You know, people don't realize we lose 25,000, 30,000 people a year here. Who, who would ever think that, right? I know. It's I mean, much it's pretty forgotten. amazing. And uh, then I say, well, is that the same thing? For, this is uh, more for deadly. This is five per, you know, this is 5% versus 1% and less than 1%. You know, so... This is deadly stuff. Can't hear you, sir. Okay, so what I'd like to somebody to explain to me, besides how my board works, this is February 7th. 
Explain to me how he does not know. How he, as we all know, in the next tape, he's going to say, yeah, of course I play it down. Uh, and we're going to play that right now, and then we're going to talk about the whole thing for, for a minute or two. Now it's turning okay. out it's not just old people, Bob, but just today and, and yesterday some startling facts came out. It's not just old, older yeah, exactly. young people to plenty of young people. So what's going on give in me a, a, a moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to oh my god the gravity is uh almost inexplicable and unexplainable well i think bob really to be honest with you sure i want you to i be. wanted to uh i wanted to always play it down i still like playing it down yes sir. because i don't want to create a panic now that particular tape was from March 19th. Before we go into this, John, uh, in, in re reference to, I, 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 this is a tweet from Angry Staffer, who I firmly believe everybody should be following. Uh, but he tweeted this the other day. Trump, I lied about COVID because the last thing I wanted to do is cause a panic. Also, Trump, no more suburbs. Cows will be gone. The Mexican rapist caravan is on the way. Democrats are going to def defund God, and the police, Sleepy Joe, will take your guns. So, uh, yeah, by the way, where's that caravan from 2018 that was knock, knock, knocking on our door on election night and uh, suddenly disappeared? But, all right, so, so he knew what was going on, blah, 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 and... I don't understand how how your Trumpers defend this. Well, especially the ones who were, you know, the Sean Hannity's of the world who were uh, out there talking, you know, talking the same line as Trump was originally about, uh, oh, how this is uh, no worse than any other flu virus, you know, any other flu bug and you know, every once in a while, I actually do listen to Hannity's show. I, I take one for the team just so I can hear what Buckethead is talking about. And make no doubt about it, uh, Buckethead is the chief number one rah-rah for Donald Trump these days on the media. Mm -hmm. he, he has taken the lead. So, well, Tucker Carl it is... Go ahead. It, it's, un it's unbelievable the... Uh, how much they're still still defend now now instead of defending Trump as far as the uh, virus goes now they're out uh, attacking uh, they're attacking Biden they're attacking Harris uh, and it's it's so funny now because uh, the, the tape I, or the the segment I was listening to this morning oh this is as far left and, and far radical left as, as we've ever seen uh, no bucket head the fact the reason that uh, Biden and Harris who are actually moderates when it comes to the uh, political spectrum I believe at least uh, the, the, the Republican Party has moved so far to the right uh, that it just seems like uh, it just seems like it's got that the uh, but I would argue, to tell you the truth, 
that Biden is more of a centrist than Barack Obama. Mm. If you if you look at the history, you look at the history of the Obama administration. And let, let's OK, let's not get confused here. Yes, uh, you know, Biden was part of the Obama administration for eight years. I get that. But let's let's be honest here. Biden was just kind of on the on deck circle, if you will, if if uh, Heartbeat you know, away. something if something were to have happened. That, that's that's the role of the vice president for the most part. This mm-hmm. was the Obama administration. This were these were Obama's policies. So when I say that Obama was further to the left than Biden is, like I said, this was the Obama administration. You had your chance with him. He won eight years. So I don't know. I, I they're getting desperate over on that side. Because they have moved their party so far to the right, they're encouraging they're encouraging these people to get out and you know you know the group that stormed the uh, that stormed the uh, Michigan State House. You know they're all up there with their with their AR-15s and all those assault weapons and whatnot, trying to intimidate uh, trying to intimidate the governor on the whole thing with the. Right. But that was fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Those are fine Americans. But keep in mind also, uh, I was uh, Tucker Carlson is now, because you can't not blame Trump for words he said that have been recorded with his knowledge. So Tucker Carlson the other day is blaming Lindsey Graham for... Where the hell does Lindsey Graham come into this? Uh, well, you know, it's convoluted logic. You can't... You can't blame Trump for for speaking using his words. So you blame Lindsey Graham for setting up the whole interview. Uh, Trump met with Wood, Woodward eighteen times, or you know, whether in person or on the phone, eighteen times. This was no accident. Trump Trump is showing off. Look, he he let spill about a new weapon system. Thank goodness he didn't go into detail. Uh, somebody made a point. I was reading something last night. Uh, what's going to happen when this clown is out of office with everything he knows? Don't oh. think he's he's not going to make the rounds on the cable TV shows. And they'll be happy to have him. They'll be happy of to have him. Of course they will. So. Trump, if he doesn't, if he doesn't leave for Mexico or or China oh, or Russia Mexico. or something, if he, he, if he stays in this country, uh, yeah, he's going to be a big hit on these uh, talk shows. It, it's funny you should mention Mexico. We got a little clip here of Trump once again talking about the wall in Mexico. And by the way, bring a roll of quarters with you when you listen to this one. And you know, Mexico is paying for the wall, just so you understand. They don't say that. They never say it. But we're going to charge a small fee at the border. You know, the tobos. We have tobos. It's the biggest border in the world in terms of people going across and in terms of industry. Believe it or not, the southern border. We're putting a small toll on, and maybe we're going to do something with remittance. That's where people come here, make money, and they send it back. So we'll do something, and we're going to get all the money that we spent in the wall will be coming back. So remember I used to say, who's going to pay for it? They'd say Mexico, right? That's right. Well, gee, gee, Donnie, what about Americans coming back from Mexico? I was just going to say that. 
So, look, we're paying for that wall. You've only put up five miles of it. Enough already. And by the way, do I need exact change or will there be an easy pass? <laughs> That's what I need to know. That is oh, good gravy. One of the dopiest things. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to move on with another clip that we haven't heard this week. I've got two more uh, that I want to play. This is Michael Cohen. Speaking about Trump and his relationship with a, with another president. And when he saw that his poll numbers and his popularity and the number of times that he's gracing the front cover of the newspaper is increasing, he just added on to it. All of a sudden, he was uh, sending people to Hawaii to go check. That's a lie. He never sent anybody anywhere. Right? He just said it and everybody sort of bought into it. Of course, Donald Trump sent somebody. He's rich, right? Who wouldn't send somebody if you want to prove your point? Well, Donald Trump didn't do it because he didn't want to spend the money and he didn't believe it. You know, his hatred for Barack Obama is plain and simple. He's black. He went to Harvard Law. He graduated the top of his class. He's, you know, incredibly articulate. And he's all the things that Donald Trump wants to be. Right. And he just can't handle it. I'm no Michael Cohen fan, but truer words never spoken. Exactly. Now, now, look, I, I we were talking about this briefly the other night. Uh, what kind what the hell kind of attorney was Michael Cohen that he's recording his clients? Now, you know, I'm kind of glad he did, but it doesn't change the fact that how many how many of your uh, your oaths did you violate you know just because you know he's slamming down on trump doesn't mean i approve of what he did and how he went about his business uh, and also well remember, it's it's called it's a game of, co of cover your ass quite frankly right. but also also keep in mind if not for covid his ass would still be in the who's gal well this is true too you know so let's uh and uh the last clip I want to play here is we're we're back to the tapes and uh, oh, now if you remember the other night I said Bob Woodward probably should have told somebody he's not entirely you know faultless here faultless here but guess who else thinks that if Bob Woodward thought what I said was bad then he should have immediately right after I said it gone out to the authorities so they can prepare and let him know. But he didn't think it was bad, and he said he didn't think it was bad. He actually said he didn't think it was bad. The only one that said it was bad or thinks it was bad were the fake news media, because they take it and they try and put it a certain way. If Bob Woodward thought it was bad, then he should have immediately gone out publicly, not wait four months. You know, he's had that statement for four months, maybe five months. He's had it for a long time. It was a series of taped interviews, mostly by telephone. Quick ones, not long ones, quick ones. And it was, I did it out of curiosity because I do have respect and I want to see, I wonder whether or not somebody like that can write good. I don't think he can, but let's see what happens. Yeah. First off, it's write well, you nitwit. It's not write good, it's write well. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna question somebody's writing ability, use at least use proper grammar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's improper grammars for you and Ida. That's for you, buddy. Uh, oh yeah, okay. No, 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 not this boy. But uh, you know, here's the deflection. 
The reporter, and again, I'm just as pissed at Woodward, okay? He should have said something. But you'll hear the, you hear the reporter say numerous times, but he's not the president. Woodward's not the president. You are. And again, Woodward should have said something. Should have, you're right. You Might be the said. first time I agree with Donald Trump in four years. Right, but it doesn't change the fact that Trump knew Okay, yeah. and this is what he's trying to deflect away from. You knew, and yet you chose not to do anything about it. And, uh, uh, all right, so everything we have left, save one, is stuff we played during the week from, uh, from press secretary Barbie. And quite uh -huh. frankly, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much getting bored with her. I'm not bored looking at her. I'm not going to lie. She's very attractive, but listening to her is. But I do have to say, this is a nice little double shot for us this week. Uh, not only did he open hour two, but we do have another report from our opposition reporter. And he was at the scene at Lake Travis last week. Y'all remember the, the, the Trump boat parade? Uh, three hour tour. Right here yeah. on Pelletail. <laughs> so, so he was there and, uh, it didn't it didn't work out so well for him so let's let's take a listen in you know i'm getting a bunch of calls and texts so i figured it'd just be easier to jump on facebook and let everybody know but i'm fine thanks for asking um yes that was my boat that went down on lake travis during the trump boat parade and i i don't know what happened i just think we had too many MAGA flags on the boat. I never thought I'd say that, but we had too many MAGA flags on the boat. The wind picked up. The current shifted. I couldn't tell it was port and what was starboard. A bunch of other nautical terms happened. One thing led to another, and I was in the water, and I turned around. And she was gone. The SS Margaritaville is gone, and I love that boat. She was my personality, and them flags would be lowered to half-mast tonight if they hadn't been lowered to the bottom of the lake earlier today. They had to fight to get me out, because if I'm not going to wear a mask, I'm damn sure not going to wear that life jacket they kept throwing at me. I just kept saying, leave me, leave me. I want to go down with her. But obviously, I'm, I'm here. I'm safe. I'm on dry land, and I'm... I'm still going down with the ship. So I just want to thank everybody for reaching out. <coughs> our, uh, our hearts and uh, life jackets go out to Brenton. I've, I've been meaning to say that does sound more like a, like a smoker's cough than it does a, a COVID cough. Does it now? Yeah, I think so. It sounds exactly like a smoker's hack. And, and what does a COVID hack sound like? It's more of a <clears throat> dry throat type of... You heard one. one. No, maybe you've heard more. I don't know. Anyway, that was Brent. We had a double shot of him today, and unfortunately the... We've the had SS, all kinds of shots of Brent. Yeah, the SS Mega Rat went down. So that's it for the audio for this week, yay? Oh, no. And oh, we God. got, we still got 20 minutes to go. Sweet. What are we forever going to do? <laughs> I am out of here. 754-800-CHAT. 
is the number if you want to join in on this uh, uh, little foray we do here. By the way, I haven't mentioned this in a while because we do have a lot of social media uh, extensions now to which you can listen and comment on. But it should also be pointed out that you, if you don't want to go on the air, you can always send us a text at that same uh, number. And you can still use good old-fashioned Twitter to uh, make a make a comment at Taxi Stand Hour. And also, don't forget, if you call from a payphone, it's a free call. Call collect. That's right. We will Lest I forget. Charge. Don't you dare. Hell, if you can find a payphone, it's still well, a free call. We didn't say it was going to be easy. Oh, exactly. And by the way, for those of you that were wondering, it was, uh, hey, hey, Paul. Hey, Paula was the duplicate song on the big, big, big 95-hour uh, song marathon last week. Now, did you do that on purpose? or No, was... it happened. It just so happened that there was a copy of it, and when I alphabetized them, they were sitting. By the time I caught it, I already had everything lined up and everything timed out, so I just said, ah. It was I'm... too late. It was She too already late. got a free shot. <laughs> That's right. That is <laughs> absolutely correct, sir absolutely correct now the other one was uh let me see if i have it here i know i have it i thought i had it apparently i don't uh oh uh oh but the other one that was longer than you think uh is this one coming in at eight minutes and 47 seconds and we're not going to play the whole thing but the family feud original version is eight minutes and 47 seconds long they do a little twist on the theme throughout the song it's actually a fast nine minutes and uh, to the best of my knowledge, nobody, oops, sorry, nobody won the hats. Nobody. Well, I'm waiting for mine. Well, it's, uh, they're on back order. <laughs> Wait for those new dolphin hats first. Hey, I got to tell you something. What's that? We had, if, if not for at least a, a listen out of curiosity, we had... Listening to our very show. No, he's going to tell me numbers. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm oh. talking about a certain personality. Ken Coons. Ken, are you back? No. no. Yvonne Prettier, Prettier and I've, I'm probably butchering her name here. Yvonne Prettier Salon or Salone. You think I haven't heard her name for a while, so I'm, I'm screwing it up. But it's the former lieutenant governor for the state of Minnesota. Well, that's that's exciting in ways that I can't even begin to articulate. I have no idea who she is. But thank you for oh, you know, I Again, Lieutenant Governor, Vice President, kind of under the same... Uh, thank you. Does anybody even remember who Hillary Clinton's running mate was? Sure, uh, Tim Kaine from Virginia. I, To tell you the truth, I had totally forgotten. Well, I'm not surprised. Well, the, there you go. I... I Forgot what I had for breakfast already. Well, who was John? Minute, I didn't have breakfast. Who was John Kerry's running mate? Oh Christ! 
I don't know. Neither did Kerry. <laughs> what was his name? John Roberts. John Edwards. John Edwards. Was, that, got... was Edwards his? Yeah. Oh, okay. I believe it was. Eh, who cares? It's over. It's done with. Pretty so, much. That's history. So, well, thank you. We have we have uh, major Minnesota celebrities tuning in. We appreciate that. Anybody who listens, whether you're listening live or, or as John likes to say, on Memorex, on the SoundCloud or through your uh, through your feeds through uh because once we're done live we magically turn into a podcast still not sure how that happens but it does nonetheless so absolutely we, so we're, we're we're both oh apropos of nothing other than being two things at once i was going down a rabbit hole on youtube the other day and i and i found and the rabbit let you go down this hole? And the rabbit let me go down. But I, I stumbled across a Miller Lite commercial from back in the day. It was a softball game. Taste great versus left, less filling. And they're all there. Billy Martin, Mickey Spillane, uh, uh, just everybody. They had them all. Uh, they, br- uh, they bring in a relief pitcher. Rodney was their relief. It's a I don't even remember who Rodney was. Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, remember those Miller Lite commercials? They had all these people. Bob Buecher, that's where, where that's where I'm sitting in the front row came from. Was the Miller Lite commercials. Taste great. One side was taste great, the other less filling. I, I mean, but to watch this commercial and to see all the, who are now mostly dead, uh, Dick Buckus was in there and just just all sorts of uh i'm gonna have to go and look look for that that uh that sounds entertaining in the least uh at the very and, least and, and should i give away the ending go ahead well the ending is uh, rodney pitches to uh, you got to see who he pitches to the ball gets hit goes over the fence looks like the game is over and because this is what he did madden comes used to bust through things so he comes busting through the uh through the yeah. fence, <laughs> through the fence. This game's not over. Doing that rapid. Fo- oh, it's you, you know, because that's what Madden's thing used to be was to bust through the screen and you know tastes great. Let's fill it anyway. Those are the days, kids and kittens. If you weren't around to see the Miller Lite commercials in their heyday, boy oh boy, you uh, you miss something. You miss and, something. and it'll never be recreated. Oh no 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 they. Uh, that was back when beer commercials had some. Uh, nobody, nobody did beer commercials better than Budweiser. We used to wait during the Super Bowl for the Budweiser spots. The, 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 the frogs, which eventually led into Frank and Louie. Frank and Louie, I love Frank and Louie. The, the, the lizards. Oh, the lizards or oh, whatever oh. they were, geckos or. And that's remember that started out of a simple commercial with the three. With the three frogs, Bud Wise, and uh, Frank, which, which, which some people turned into Butt Wiper. Oh, there's there's that too. <laughs> but but Louie was just a just a pathetic pathetic bottom feeder, and I, I loved him for it. And Frank, you, whenever I heard the Frank guy, he had this very you know deep voice, but very 
you could almost picture him as just one of these big guys, droopy eyes, and, you know, just, hey, you know, live your life, man. It's cool. It's, uh, you know, meanwhile, Louis running around trying to, and the ferret. Oh, God. We used to run a little pool on the Bud Bowl. Okay. You know, the, the boxes. We would, okay. we, we would run one for the Super Bowl, and then we would put a little one in, like, for 25 cents, you know numbers oh my my favorite was still spuds mckenzie uh, spuds was spuds was a good idea that they ran into the ground well especially the t-shirt that i had printed up that uh oh, good with gravy. a miller light uh, truck running over spuds a oh, spuds party's over jeez you're uh i had a, that airbrushed on a t-shirt you're a nasty nasty man that that's and uh, i've been now i'm a lot nicer these days than i used to be i'm not hard to believe uh but i was asshole personified back then well you shampooed with preparation h there there you go okay okay but you know that was right along the lines of this t-shirt i saw when i was a kid back in the 70s it was uh wiley coyote uh holding the roadrunner by its neck by the throat Beep beep your ass. Beep beep your ass. Yep, I remember that one. I can tell you who was wearing the shirt. Where I where we were, we were in a campground. I I the angle I can see it right now. I can see the whole thing right now. That's how much because I thought, what? You can't catch the road runner, Mimi. I tell you something, and, and t-shirts. Used to be a whole lot less politically correct than they are now. Oh, ain't that the truth? That oh, the truth? I, at the risk of at the risk of offending at least a couple of people here, uh, what I remember it, unfortunately, sadly, you know, we're talking, we're talking almost thirty five years ago or better. I, I I saw one in 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 a window shop, no less, or you know, in a shop window mm-hmm. that said. Silly faggot, dicks are for chicks. <laughs> Laughed. I am not going to lie. I'm not going to be. A, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Laughed my ass off when I saw that. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know. The, the, there were a number of t-shirt shops uh, along the beach in, in Lauderdale. So you'd be driving along uh, the beach road. You get stopped in traffic. You'll. You know. I. I would read the t-shirts you know of course every year there were different ones and but uh but my favorites were uh um uh, you know things like uh, you know i'm not gay but my boyfriend is which uh you know you know you're not uh what's the other one? Oh, you're not gay if you don't push back Oh Jesus! <laughs> that that used to go over big. I'd pick up you know like three three four five guys, you know in their twenties going going out for uh you know going out for the night to hit the bars, and of course uh-huh. what do guys do? We accuse each other of being being gay all the time. Oh, that's, of course, that's what of we course. do. It's what we do, and uh, so and it wouldn't take long. It would take about a minute before somebody gave me an opening, so to speak. Uh, to get that one in there you know this is this is total speculation on my part 
Um, and this only goes from back in the day when we had more, our industry had more night business and, and what have you. And we'd get a group of, uh, we'd get a group of uh, gays in the car. By the way, they are some of the most fun, oh, entertaining no. passengers you ever no would question. want to pick up. No question. I used to love, and, and just to, as an aside, there were a bunch of hotels on Lauderdale Beach that catered to, to the gay community. And Wilton Manors, which is inland, and it's the number one gay destination on the planet, Wilton Manors, not not San Francisco or Key West. Wilton Manor, uh, I, I could go on for hours about Wilton Manors. So it's about a 10-minute ride to the bars and whatnot over there in this whole stretch Wilton Drive. And I tell you what, whether you had one, two, three, four, it didn't matter. It was always a great conversation, always a hoot and a holler. Uh, here, here's, here's how you take the temperature of the room, rectally. Okay, we got that one out of the way. But uh, you get in, how you doing, blah, 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 where you headed to, the alibi. All right, so we'd be getting, you know, I would wait a few minutes to see what kind of, kind of mood they were in, if they were in a playful kind of mood. Uh, we'd get to a traffic light, things would quiet down, and I would, I would say, apropos of nothing, uh, you guys know that's a gay bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that always broke the ice. You know, it's, you know, it, it, it was, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the most fun. The most fun. I, I can count two times, two times in 30 plus years. I had trouble with somebody I knew that I picked up at a gay bar or blood twice. And uh, I pick up at the gay bars all the time. I didn't care. They. Uh, yeah, they were. I, I remember when, when I drove in uh, Vegas, you know, you'd hang out in front of those yeah, bars because, yeah. A, you knew it was a lot of fun. There was no. No, what's the word I'm looking for here? Drama. You have to worry about a mo- bunch of macho bullshit. Right, right. You know, uh, it, it was, it was, it was a lot. They were, they were fun. They were, and they talk about anything and everything. That's, that is right. You they know, call, they call and each other no girlfriend. filter there. And then no. that, those are fun. Those are fun taxi <laughs> rides when you just. They, they really, really were. And now I work nights, so, you know, uh, and now part of that was you're working late into the night, you're picking up when the bars close, is and some drivers just couldn't handle this, getting hit on from a drunk guy out of a gay bar. You know, look, all you got to do is say no. Just, you know, just because he hit on you. I knew a guy beat the living crap out of a guy once. Well, he hit on me. So What? Say no. You know, drive, drive them where you go. I said, how would you like it if every girl you hit on beat the crap out of you? That'd be fun to watch. Well, it could be. but uh, uh, That's funny. I remember the first time that I was hit on. And I didn't expect it because, you know, this was five years into the business. Uh-huh. Basically. And and I got hit on by a, uh, by a, gay, a gay man. And... This was back in my, you know, back in my youth when I thought I was, thought I was king shit. And a bag of chips. All that. Yeah. And a bag of chips. And a bag of chips. Absolutely. So, uh, 
this guy, you know, first off, he asked me if I was married. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was married at the time. And uh, I said, yes. Then he asked if I was happily married. Well, then I had to lie and say yes. Uh, so then the next was he said, well, I suppose that anything between you and I would be totally out of the question. Now that had a little bit of, of shock value to it at the time. Maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. Like I said, at the, you know, I was a 25 year old. Oh, I, you know, I'm a macho guy. Right. Know? But, but it's a nice way to put it for him. He didn't yeah. come, he didn't beat you over the head with it. No. He just said, okay, let's rule this out. And I took a shot. But of course, how did you react, Mr. Macho? No, actually, to tell you the truth, this is when I knew, one of the times when I knew that I was cut out for this type of work. I, I very kindly said, I, I'm, I'm flattered, but no. Yeah, oh, and, and, and that was it. That was end of conversation. Well, and, end of that conversation. Right. We, that's Talk you for handle the remainder it. of the road. Right. That's the way you handle it. And, uh, you know, I'm not gay, but hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> it's another one I saw. What, one, of the, one of these days, Ed, one of these days, it'll be off air because I'm even embarrassed to talk about some of the stuff that happened to me younger in life. Oh, I don't know. Uh, huh? I got my own stories. I don't need yours. Well, guess what? What are friends for? Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, yeah, I got, come on now. I am overstuffed with stories, okay? I have I have gone through things with pals of mine and just, no, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I don't need anything to curl my hair because I got no hair to curl. Yeah, well, uh, trust me, my, I will definitely curl what little follicles <laughs> you have left there. Oh, oh, I, I don't want to be the do the competition thing here, but uh, oh. anyway, anyway, he said, trying to squeeze out the last thirty seconds here without. No, without... no, but just going going back to that, you know, uh, I will tell you one thing though that did kind of freak me out. Make it quick. Now, again, this was this was Vegas, and. I had to go to the bathroom in one of these bars. Had to, sorry, you know, had to, ten seconds. Had to do, had to do what you had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were no stalls. Open in, open out, <laughs> no problem. There were no stalls. Guy stands, guy standing in front of the urinal. Walks in front of me, hanging his stuff in front of me. And now that had that had a little bit more shock value to it. Let's just and, put it that way. And on that note. Ooh, what a way to go out. Oh, it's time to say good afternoon, folks. Not good night. Good afternoon. Time to say goodbye. So for my buddy, Ed Van Ness, who won't listen to my trials and tribulations, I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya! See ya!